Hello, it's Irliana Samsara, back with another episode of Star Sound Speaks. Well, happy full moon in Aries. Um, wow, it's been quite an interesting uh, few days as we build up to the momentum of the Aries full moon. Uh, this month's, uh, this year's Aries full moon um, is certainly, uh, it's been um, rather testing and challenging because we have a square between the Sun and Pluto. So that, um, that has given us a lot of, um, you know, power, confrontations about power. The low end of power versus the high end. The low end being control and manipulation and one side trying to dominate the other. Um, those are very obviously very low qualities of, of the uh, Pluto archetype. And the, um, the higher road would be to, of course, move beyond that and to see about confronting our darkness and using willpower to really um, develop a sustainable, regenerative um, attitude and a rege- uh, with an eye toward regenerating, taking life and moving it forward rather than trying to control and dominate and manipulate it into a into a corner so um that's that's definitely been um been a challenge you know with this lunation i would say too um what i've been very um aware of in the last several days as as these energies have been so intense i've been really aware about the um you know power power coming and power going and um, it was very obvious, it, it's been showing up in, in a bunch of different places about this shift in power. Now, we are going to be seeing more of this come January because we're kind of on this final, you know, and like on the airline, the pilot said, you know, the, the flight attendants will say, you know, it's time to return to your seats. We're getting ready for our, you know, the pilot has turned on the, um, the return to your seat sign. And as we begin our descent into the Pluto-Saturn International Airport, um, so <laughs> this is where we're heading toward in January, January 12th, and uh, will be a very, very big um, crossing point for consciousness. So um, the fact that we have, you know, this is our final cardinal sign, you know, the sun in Libra, uh, you know, Libra's a cardinal sign, and in January, when the sun's in Capricorn, that's you know, the sun comes into its next cardinal sign. So we're kind of getting this this kind of a, a little preview taste. It's like a cardinal showdown, if you will. And um, it's certainly causing all of us to really look and rethink our priorities. And what is really important to us is it, you know, I think about that line, is it better to be, it, you could either be right or you could be happy. So, you know, the need to be right, it's, so ego driven and this is something that we really want to look at deeply um what is really truly important to us as we prepare for this incredible shift that is coming early next year um but anyway um in terms of this lunation like i said i've been you know i've been feeling this this power surge so to speak and um it's been a transfer of power now this has obviously been going on for a while with pluto and in Capricorn. Pluto's been in Capricorn for over 10 years. Very slow-moving planet, obviously. It's furthest out. Saturn has been in Capricorn for the last two or so years. Um, And so it it goes about two and a half years in a sign. So it's 
going in December of 2017 is when it, it first entered the sign of Capricorn. So with both of those heavy hitting planets, Saturn and Pluto and Capricorn, that is definitely giving us pause for reflection and, uh, you know, really getting our stuff together. We are, we are re- rebuilding we, from the bottom up. We are recreating ourselves and purging any toxic old structures that no longer serve us. And in this month, this lunation, and especially the last few days as we came to the full moon in Aries, of course, Aries is in a 90 degree angle, right? A square to the sign of Libra. So the sun in Libra and the moon, um, sorry, um, the square, the Saturn, sorry, erase. (laughs) The, I'm not saying square, opposition. Full moon is always in the opposite sign. So the opposition is, you know, know, the Aries and Libra in opposition. So there's definitely been a, it it always brings up that kind of, you know, push me, pull you energy between Aries and Libra. You know, am I going, how do I stand strong and be myself, but yet we're not clobbering somebody with it. We're, We're learning to work together in partnership with others, but yet still be our fully developed sovereign selves. So that's that's typically the question that goes on in that Aries Libra dance. Um, but this month, because Saturn and Pluto are, you know, for this lunation, for this full moon, um, Saturn and Pluto squaring, you know, very tightly, that is really uh, pushing us to reconsider um, and push forward for what we want to create what what kind of society do we want how we're it's a very action oriented lunation um, and um, in terms of our full moon it's bring things that we have been working on coming to fruition and um, what needs to what what do we need to take action on and what where in terms of what we might have started um, earlier in the month you know how can we bring that home Kind of like, you know, baseball players around, circling around those bases, you know, bring it home. So, um, you know, blazing this new path. So not, you know, forcing an outcome and pushing, which is like an old yang energy of Aries to, to push and make things happen. But rather, you know, the invitation is really about blazing a new path and, you know, using that passion that the full moon brings up, their emotions and passion, but not overwhelming and dominating with others, but simply using it in a very, uh, in a transformed way, which would be to open new doors, new paths, um, stand for yourselves, and stand for others' greatness too. So it's not about domination and competition, but more like use that light and that blazing Aries fire to create new partnerships and cooperation. So um, we're seeing, certainly in the world, we are seeing, you know, between impeachment protests and inquiries in in the US and Brexit in the UK and Hong Kong protests there's definitely a lot of <clears throat> a tumult that's coming up and like i said we're going to be seeing um you know more of this um consciousness becoming aware of itself you know as we move into January so we're all waking up <clears throat> in various ways and um in various places to what is, you know, truly important to us and what do we do to move forward in a powerful fashion. 
Let's see, what else we'd like to talk about? Oh yeah, so the power thing. Yeah, I was really feeling this out about power and um, the power shift. So it was interesting because I'm going to go back to last um, last July when we had the eclipse, in the, so, the solar and lunar eclipse in July. And I noticed, you, you know, it's always interesting to look at what happens around an eclipse because this, is, was, this was one of the first, I know we're, it's October and nobody's really thinking about eclipses right now, but it, in terms of looking at the shift in power, it reminds me of something that happened over the summer. So that's why I'm kind of rewinding back to July. It was actually in between eclipses. I, um, if you remember the news headlines, the lights, a part of certain neighborhoods in Manhattan, the lights went out. So I thought, wow, the lights went out, the power went off, right, around an eclipse, so that you want to take note of that. This is something that's, you know, you always look at events around eclipses because it's the universe asking you to, you know, it's like blinking, winking an eye at you, you know, hey, hey, pay attention. So the power started to go down. And I also found interesting, a few weeks later in August, um, the night before, um, here we go again with Jeffrey Epstein, right? The night before he died or had that, you know, that all that circus, that media circus around his death and, and people questioning it and, you know, all of that conundrum, um, the lights went out in, there was a power outage in London. And I thought, wow, now considering that at that time, so many people brought um, Prince Andrew was was in the news, you know, because it was all this documentation of him being in with Epstein and, you know, all of that, those sordid headlines. So it was interesting that the light went out in London. And he, of course, here's Prince Andrew from London and uh, all at the same time. So um, again, this, this kind of like this power, you know, we're looking at what is powerful and what is not anymore. And so as we rise up, and as the Me Too movement has shown us as women are claiming their power, we're healing this, this long, um, this long aborning pain body of women, the collective pain body of women, which has been sustained for centuries, as this major development happened with, with Jeffrey Epstein, and all of that, that brought up, that it brought up, um, then here it is, this, this you know, new opening and women co- rising in consciousness and the awareness of the need to nurture ourselves and others and treating women in a, you know, in a, in a way that we have not seen in you know, millennia. So all of that coming up at the same time. So as one rises, the other falls away. So the power went out. Wow, interesting. So that was electrical power, right? And then, of course, this week we had PG&E, Pacific Gas and Electric, in California. All of a sudden, they, with very little advance notice, announces they're going to do preventive measures for forest fires, um, and they shut off the power for hundreds of thousands of people, something like half a million people in Northern California. Then they did it to Southern California. Um, as of this moment, uh, I have one of my friends who lives in Los Angeles was telling me how the fires are basically in the same place as they were last year in that northern 
LA metro area and um, you know air is pretty stinky and again you know this these flames fire um, you know there were some fires you know that that did come up but of course you know between people being out of power and um, mother nature you know <laughs> fighting back there's there's definitely a, a sea change here going on so we look at where power is going out. Interestingly enough, I couldn't help it. I went and looked at PG&E and the natal chart, which is like the birth chart for the utility company. And it happened to be on Thursday was their 100th birthday. And I thought, wow, isn't that interesting? This whole thing is going down on the 100th, not 100th birthday, 114th birthday. My apologies, 114th birthday. Whoa. So isn't that interesting? Now, in astrology, that would mean that they're about to enter their fourth Saturn return. So those are, the Saturn return in, in anyone's lifetime is a major life change. And, you know, the average human doesn't live to 114. Um, if you live to be 87 to 89, you actually are in your third Saturn return. So these are marked changes where epic change takes place and um, karma and gets paid and rewarded. Good karma gets rewarded. Uh, you know, unfortunate karma gets faced. So very interesting that that's all going on right now. And they did file for bankruptcy about a year ago out of the Malibu Woolsey fires. So all that's coming up as well. So anyway, just to say that I see this pattern between power going out power going out. There was a town in North Carolina where the, they announced that they were going to flush the, the water lines and they were asking people, don't wash your clothes for five days. So the whole town like can't do their laundry for five days. So again, there's, you know, maybe it'll be electrical power, but it's, it's life force energy. It's water, which we all need. And that's part of our infrastructure. That's what Capricorn and Saturn rules, the infrastructure of society. So here it is again, this, everything that we've assumed that is always there, that we certainly take for granted every day in a Western society. Now, things are starting to, you know, a little blip on the map. So anyway, coming back to this present moment, um, you know, who do we be in this, in the face of this? Well, as I've always said, Stillness, centeredness, focus, you know, be driven, focus on the things that are really important to you and, um, you know, not to be caught up in the drama of others. Certainly uh, with now that Saturn uh, and Pluto are both direct, you know, Pluto went direct um, earlier in the month and now Saturn's moving pretty quickly at a pretty, you know, strong pace as it's going to meet up with Pluto. And uh, so, you know, that is all really a very strong cup of coffee. <laughs> That's a strong wake-up call. And again, we want to just keep on focusing on what's important. And instead of moping and complaining and, you know, hopefully anyone listening to this is not, you know, trolling and spending all their hours and precious life on complaining and bad-mouthing other people, because that's certainly a very um, poor use of, of why we're here on planet Earth. <laughs> and um, instead of complaining and, and, um, and carrying on and criticizing about others and what's not happening, how about focus on what is happening? 
you know, focus on building the new rather than complaining about old. So we want to keep that focus. Um, it's interesting when, when, um, when Pluto went retrograde in April, the point that it stopped on in Sabian, the Sabian symbol, which is like a divination symbol, these Sabian symbols in astrology, the symbol was um, a woman entering a convent. That was the name of the symbol. So when you think about what does that mean? Well, a person entering a convent obviously is very one, one focus. Get away from distraction from the outside world, all of those distractions, and just focus on what's essential. Now that Pluto is direct, it's you know still on that point for a couple of more weeks on that 20 degree point. And so we're again considering how do we take that into the world now that it's going, that is no longer retrograde. How do we take that into the world? Still stay focused, one pointed focus, determination, and living simply, right? Because obviously it's what people in convents do, right? They, Buddhist monks and nuns, shave their heads. You know, they're getting rid of any extraneous. Um, diversion. And so, you know, metaphorically, you know, we've said it before, but we'll say it again. Shave your head. You know, you don't have to, if you want to do it literally, that's, that's fine too. <laughs> but really think about what it would be like, all the conversation that comes up in, in our head about, oh, I have to have this and oh, I have to have that. Just focus on what's truly important. Get your priorities really in order, really do some deep soul searching on, you know, what that might look like. Certainly with Mercury going retrograde on, huh, of all things, Halloween, it'll be in Scorpio retrograde. It's already in Scorpio and it's going to be in retrograde on Halloween. And so that's definitely going to be about reviewing our thoughts and ideas and our attitudes on things of a very deep transformative nature, Scorpio. It's about looking at our dark side and our shadow. So, whoa, you know, there's a lot of energy there to be, um, a lot of wisdom that can be garnished. So we really look and see, we dig deep. So that's, that's coming, right? Mercury went into shadow the, uh, yesterday. No, Friday. Mercury went into the, its shadow period. So we're starting to move in that direction. And so by the end of the month, boom, it'll be retrograde. So get ready and use this as a sacred time. I'll probably talk more about that in the next episode, how to use Mercury retrograde in a really sacred manner. So that's all for now. Just wanted to give you that little update. And uh, so um, we are very excited because, by the way, yesterday we gave another um, workshop on the yoga of astrology, how to find all the various points and ways of looking at your chart in a, in a deeply transformative manner. And so we, we did that and it, it was really fun being with everybody and um, just sharing this knowledge, you know, making this more available to the masses. So that's all for now. And, um, you know, you can always contact me at Yerliana at starsoundastrology.com. So we love hearing from you and we appreciate all of you, you um, out there in the land of more and more astrology coming our way, becoming more of the, what is that term? Lingua franca. The, the, uh, it's like the, the daily 
like being more of the vocabulary for the average person. I think the more we talk it up, the more common it gets, and we're going to have astrology back in the in everybody's language. Very, you know, in a very short amount of time, things are really moving at an exponential clip. So it's very exciting to see all this. Anyway, just um, stay in your center, do lots of yoga, and we will see you next time. Okay, all for now. Thank you.